0: Welcome to Chip Chat: Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center.
1: Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, in whichever order you'd like. This is Jake Smith, and welcome to Chip Chat: Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined by a dear friend, and longtime colleague in the industry, Jeff Woolsey, Principal Program Manager for Microsoft Windows Server. Jeff, welcome to the program. It is a
0: pleasure to be here, Jake.
1: Thanks. You know, recently we had some big announcements, but before we get into those big announcements, Jeff... Why don't you talk a little bit about your role at Microsoft and then the company's history with Intel, particularly in the data center?
0: Yeah, so I'm a principal program manager in Windows Server. I've been focused on Windows Server for over 15 years now here at Microsoft. I work across virtualization, compute, storage, networking, and I'm heavily focused right now on our hybrid integration, things that we're doing with Admin Center, things that we're doing on-premises up to the cloud so that our customers can deploy applications and modernize their applications and infrastructure wherever it makes business sense. I feel like I'm kind of one of the current holders of the flame that goes back decades between Microsoft and Intel. We have a a really storied relationship. We've been doing a, a ton of work together in the data centers. I think back when I joined Microsoft and as someone who carries a lot of weight in the industry is Bill Lang. And he always talked about the importance of the work we were doing together, both at software and hardware and the marriage of silicon and software. And the work that we were doing to drive up performance and scale and innovation. And that's never been more true than what we're doing these days in terms of compute, storage, networking, flash, all sorts of really interesting things to drive up the security and performance of the platform overall.
1: Talk a little bit about how Windows Server 2019 benefits end users and how we've come together on Intel Select Solutions.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, if we kind of look at what are the current trends that we see in the industry, and there's a number of things that really stand out from what our customers are telling us. One has been clearly the focus around security over the last many years, we realize the bad actors are out there and they continue to up their game. I've seen studies that say 60% of enterprises are going to invest in data loss prevention, protection, and encryption tools. And we have understood this together that we have to drive this both in the OS, in the software, in the silicon, and then it's best when we integrate all of these things. So we've been working really hard together to make sure that we're upping our security game. At the same time, we also know that over the last few years, people have been looking at the cloud, and the cloud has really matured very quickly. But at the same time, we also recognize there are some things that are going to stay on-premises. And in fact, there's a quote that our CEO Satya Nadella has made on a number of occasions, and he's 100% right. Quite literally, the speed of light is a problem. It's not fast enough. Where you have latency-sensitive workloads, there are customers that say, you know what, I want the best of both. I want a hybrid world. Over 80% of enterprises see themselves operating hybrid clouds for the foreseeable future. And so as people have been adopting the cloud, what we're seeing is people are now taking a back look at their on-premises infrastructure and realizing that stuff's really old, we used to see that servers would have a lifespan of about three to five years. Now servers are typically older than seven and a half years. We're seeing eight, even 10-year-old servers, which they were great back in their day 10 years ago, but there's no way a customer should be running workloads on a five, seven, eight-year-old server that's not good from a performance, from a scale, and most importantly,
1: from a security standpoint. That's the hardest part to try to explain to customers is the security piece. So delve a little bit into what we've done together with virtualization and security and manageability on the new platform and how it actually is not just done in the CPU. Talk a little bit about how you've been able to incorporate not just Xeon Scalable in the architecture, but now into an environment that now includes all of our X-series networking equipment, all of our Optane SSDs, all of our Optane data center memory technology, persistent memory technology. So... Talk a little bit about how that work has happened because it's really essential to the performance that you've delivered.
0: You're 100% right, Jake. Not only is the processor important, but we need fundamental things in the silicon that we didn't have just a few years ago, a trusted platform module, a TPM. You know, TPM started out on desktops and clients and tablets. Generally, people would think, well, I don't need those on a server because a is generally locked away in a data center. Well, we actually leveraged the TPM to actually store secrets hidden away actually away from the administrators. And so what we've actually done is we've created a whole new trust boundary with virtualization-based security. To take advantage of that, we need TPMs in the servers. We need UFI firmwares in the servers. So these are things you just can't retrofit on a five-year-old server, even a three-year-old server. If you look at the networking, as we add more cores and more memory to the system and we're able to run these larger, either larger scale up SQL databases or we're running more and more virtual machines, well, compute and memory really aren't the bottleneck anymore. And storage, as we've moved to flash, is no longer the bottleneck because now I've got ridiculously fast performing flash. The challenge becomes the network. The network can't keep up. Even dual 10 gigabit is starting to look slow. We're actually telling people if you're deploying hyperconverged because of all of the east-west traffic, you really should be deploying at least dual 25 gigabit with RDMA. And RDMA is critical a remote direct memory access because it allows us, to actually take a bunch of the networking and actually not involve the CPU so that the CPU can continue to do work on behalf of the virtual machine or the workload like SQL and not have to actually perform a whole bunch of in-memory copies and stuff like that and let the network offload that for us. And so what it means is your performance stays consistent and constant even as your underlying storage is doing a bunch of storage replication via east-west traffic. And so the work that's going on in the networking through iWarp and RDMA is critical to have that actually based in the platform. And of course, then we get to Flash. Now we've gotten to a point where even NVMe has become a bottleneck. And so what are we doing now? And that really speaks to, again, the work that we've been doing together very closely, Microsoft and Intel, which is persistent memory. And this persistent memory now literally plugs into a DIMM socket sitting right next to your processor. And so now as it's physically gotten closer and closer to the processor, we can dramatically reduce latency and dramatically increase performance and
1: feed all of those cores. Talk a little bit about what we've done with Intel Select Solutions and Windows Server Software Defined Storage. I think it's a little bit unique. I don't think people quite understand the scale and the performance that we've been able to add across the memory tier, what we call the hot or caching tier, the warm tier, and even innovation that we're looking at long-term in the cold tier. So can you talk about that? Because data is a theme in modernization. I was actually going through
0: my notes for Server 2008, and I found some old numbers about IOPS. And this really helps put things in perspective. Around 2008, 2009, this is before Flash. This is before all the cores, before 64-bit was mainstream, before servers with massive amounts of memory was mainstream. And about 2008, 2009, something about the size of a refrigerator generated 100,000 IOPS, if you were lucky. If you tuned that thing to absolute perfection, maybe you got 100,000 IOPS at the time. A couple of years ago, as we were working on hyper-converged, we delivered with 16 nodes running 4K random IOPS, the really difficult stuff, not that sequential nonsense, I mean 4K random IOPS on 16 nodes, we generated 6.7 million IOPS. That's a crazy number, crazy number out of 16 nodes. Pretty good, pretty good. It was a, a huge milestone for us. Since then, I've honestly been waiting for someone to come up with a number that competed with that. I haven't seen a single one. I heard rumors that someone with 32 servers was able to hit 6 million IOPS, but they couldn't hit the 6.7 that we did with 16 nodes. Well, then if you look this last week at Ignite, again, our company has been really focused on this new type of storage platform, this persistent memory, this Optane DC persistent memory. And so, again, we came together and we said, all right, we are finishing up our fine tuning our performance work on 2019. Let's do that same task. And so in this case, we came together again. But the thing, first of all, let me point out the last number was done with 16 servers. This time we did it with 12 servers. And so with 12 servers, using a future Intel Xeon scalable processor, using Optane DC persistent memory as a cache, using RDMA, we actually ran the same test. And we went from 6.7 million IOPS on 16 nodes to 13.7 million IOPS on 12 nodes. And that's what we announced last week together at Ignite. And I cannot underscore enough how important a milestone this is because it shows you what happens when software and silicon are married together.
1: I hope our listeners enjoyed that because this is, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of milestone but apparently we can do it every two years. So let's try to do it in two years from today, Jeff, again. I'm looking forward to it. So for our listeners, how do they learn more about the work that we've done together?
0: Well, first of all, if you want to see this demo, we have been posting all of our content for Ignite, so you can do a search for Microsoft Ignite 2018, and you can do a search for either Jeff Wolsey or for Aaron Chapel in either of our sessions for Windows Server 2019, or you can see this demonstration actually published live, and you can see it. And it's pretty amazing to actually watch the graphs and watch the charts as we hit these amazing numbers. If you want to know more about what we're doing in the cloud, of course, you can always take a look at Microsoft. Microsoft.com slash Azure. And you can see, again, how this work
1: is all part of our hybrid and
0: hyperconverged story as part of our overall cloud story together.
1: Well, thank you so much, Jeff. It has been an honor to have you on the show. On behalf of Intel, my name is Jake Smith. This has been Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud with Jeff Woolsey, Principal Program Manager for Microsoft Windows Server. Thanks, wherever you may be. Have a good morning. Good afternoon or good evening.